Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call, did write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to a very special Christmas episode of Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of the little Dommer boy to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments, and the logical fallacy we're looking at this Christmas week is the argument from silence, also known as argumentum excellentio. Yeah, so the argument from silence is where people assume that a lack of an answer or yeah. a lack of information, proves their point right. <laughs> in some way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they kind of read into the silence in a way that isn't really justified right. by by the silence. Because you can't necessarily know what silence means in every context. Yeah. But but handily, it always means what the arguer wants it to mean. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's... Yes. And, and in a country that that is enshrined in the Constitution, that's quite... <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Because one would think uh-huh. that it's only got one interpretation. Yeah. So our first example from yeah. Trump uh, this week comes actually from one of his books, How to Get Rich, which obviously he probably didn't write himself. Yeah. But And nor has he got rich. Has he got rich? No. No. <laughs> and uh, in the book he says, All of the women on The Apprentice flirted with me, consciously or unconsciously. That's to be expected. <laughs> uh, so... well, how, how do you unconsciously so... flirt with yeah somebody that's that's handy isn't it that all of them yeah they all did it whether they know it or not yeah that's what they did so that brilliantly gets past the idea that people could say i didn't of course i yeah, didn't yeah. ridiculous because he said people oh, you who just, actively you didn't, even, didn't flirt yeah <laughs> you not only didn't say you were flirting you didn't even know you were doing it um but of course you know because i'm me that's, that's, that's to be just, expected what, yeah, yeah he compounds it it kind of adds literally insult to injury by <laughs> by saying that's to be expected it's only to be expected given the the you know the fine figure of a man that i am fine figure <laughs> of two or three men yeah 30 years yeah. yeah yeah so he's very much i think reading into the mm. stuff that wasn't said <laughs> and probably didn't happen yeah yeah <laughs> Yes, and, and kind of uh, which is yeah, it had. benefits him in that way. Yeah, at least it, it benefits his ego. At least so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the second, Mark, you've already alluded to in terms of the Constitution, uh-huh. and yep. it's the the Fifth Amendment. Her staffers taking the Fifth Amendment. How about that? And her ringleaders getting immunity is now. She has people taking the Fifth Amendment. Four people plus. The guy who illegally did the server. You know, he put it in the illegal server. So there are five people taking the Fifth Amendment, like you see on the mob, right? You see the mob takes the Fifth. 
If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Like on the mob. Like yeah, like on, on the mob. The like mob. you see on the mob. Yeah. That that show the mob. That show so the mob. yeah, that real. He's talking that real reality. He's talking show. about um, Hillary's kind of Benghazi investigation. I think yeah. this was probably the seventh investigation they did into Benghazi, but it brought up the whole kind of email server thing, and he's talking about five people who took the Fifth Amendment. Um, I couldn't find five. I could find only two of her of people who actually worked for her who had, yeah. um, including the guy who set up her server. Two people also who worked for the company that kind of ran the server, who didn't work for Hillary. That's yeah. the extent of the people that I could find. And it was explained at the time that the reason that, in particular, the guy who set up the server didn't want to answer questions was because, I mean, Trump yelled about witch hunts for so long. This mm. had been ongoing for several years the Benghazi investigation and they had found absolutely nothing yeah and so every time they got someone to actually answer questions in front of the committee there were kind of accusations made about things that they'd done wrong that that could be further investigated and things like that so they were saying look I'm just not going to come and answer questions (laughs) yeah yeah because because I I haven't done anything and and you'll just accuse me of stuff you can't prove yeah. Because that's what you've been doing all this time. So that was the argument, at least at the time. Trump's assumption is that if you take the fifth, then it's because you've done something wrong. But in the in the Mueller investigation, that's exactly what they told him to do, isn't it? To not oh, absolutely. not turn oh, and up he's and done it. questions. Yeah. He's done it multiple times in yeah, the yeah. past. He did for one investigation uh, or one uh, lawsuit that he sat for. He he took he invoked the Fifth Amendment 97 times to avoid answering any questions. And the thing is, as with our system in the UK where you have the right to remain silent and that that cannot be then used to incriminate you in in the sense that the fact that you have chosen to remain silent can't be taken to imply guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's the same with the Fifth Amendment. There may be other reasons why you have chosen not to answer the questions, it may be that it would implicate you in something else that you think you might have done wrong or something like that. Or either way, the fact is you're being tried or you're being questioned about a particular crime. Mm -hmm. So it it doesn't mean that you're guilty of that crime when you say, I don't want to answer this question. I have the right not to answer this question and I'm invoking that right. Yeah, Yeah, because otherwise... Why would it be enshrined in the yeah. Constitution? Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to protect everybody, not just the people you decide it doesn't. Yeah. So, so it's it's not just for presidents; it's for everybody. <laughs> Whether presidents and ex-presidents don't like you using it, it, it's there for everybody. Yeah. And so, our final example in this section is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yay. This was actually before she was a member of Congress. Oh, oh, okay. She was basically in the street in Washington harassing David Hogg, who was one of the teenagers at the Parkland school shooting and who has since been one of the most outspoken uh, kind of campaigners against unfettered gun rights and and in in favour of gun control, which is kind of understandable when when your school has been attacked and friends of yours have been killed. Uh, but Marjorie Taylor Greene decided that she would was going to harass David Hogg out on the street of Washington. David, why are you supporting the red flag laws? 
if there had been, if Scott Peterson, the resource officer at Parkland, had done his job, then Nicholas Cruz wouldn't have killed anybody in your high school, or at least protected them. Why are you supporting red flag gun laws that attack our Second Amendment rights? And why are you using kids to get to, as a barrier? Do you not know how to defend your stance? Look, I'm an American citizen. I'm a gun owner. I have a concealed carry permit. I carry a gun with for, for protection for myself. And you are using your lobby and the money behind it and the kids to try to take away my Second Amendment rights. You don't have anything to say for yourself? You can't defend your stance? How did you get over 30 appointments with senators? How'd you do that? How did you get major press coverage on this issue? And how did you get kids? Why do you use kids? Why kids? You know, if school, if school zones were protected by with security guards with guns, there would be no mass shootings at schools. Do you know that? The best way to stop a bad guy with a gun is with a good guy with a gun. But yet you're attacking our Second Amendment. And you have nothing to say. No words. Someone walking. He's got nothing to say. Sad. He has nothing to say because there really isn't anything to say, you guys. He has nothing to say because he's paid to do this. Well, why are you using kids? Why are you <laughs> yeah. using kids? Why are you using what kids to fuck? talk about school shootings? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can think of a few reasons not to want to talk to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh -huh. There's three right there. But yeah, yeah. She, she assumes... The reason she states that she assumes that he won't answer her, basically, is because he can't defend his stance and because uh, he's being paid to to hold the position that he holds. As a as a child involved in a school shooting, he is, yeah. he is being paid to ask adults to have more gun control. Yeah. Yeah. And it, was, that, was that the shooting where Trump said, next time I'll, I'll jump in front of the... I think the it thing, was I'll run the into yeah, the he, building and yes. grab the thing. Yeah, if that, I think yeah. it was that one. The the uh, the way to fix good guys with bad guys with guns is to give guns to good guys. Yes. Yeah. How's that working out for you? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, regardless of the errors in what she was actually saying yeah. about school shootings, he isn't required to debate her. <laughs> and the fact that he isn't is is that no conclusions can be drawn from that. no. No, it doesn't mean he didn't have an answer. It doesn't mean he can't defend his stance. It doesn't mean he's being paid by George Soros to <laughs> to take your guns away. Yeah, it just means that he, uh, in that moment, didn't want to respond to her. Felt that it was better to just keep walking away from the crazy lady. Yeah, who who is self-confessed carrying a gun? Uh huh. Yeah. Chasing yeah. teenagers down the street. Down the street, and um, with a with a gun in a in a purse. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> and then wondering why he's not answering. Okay, yeah, self awareness also a thing the right doesn't have. <laughs> you know, Humour, self awareness. Yeah. And now is the time I think for Mark's British politics corner. Well, it's been quite interesting looking at this, um, and I've I've. I could stand accused of shoehorning in current events into this, <laughs> despite the subject. I'm going to get them in. But um, it kind of comes from 
in, in the UK, we don't have a Fifth Amendment written into the Constitution. Well, we don't have a written Constitution unless you count the Magna Carta. So we don't have a Fifth that can be appealed to. There's no kind of uh, official uh, silent um, position that you can take as a legitimate response, apart from, as Jim alluded to, the right to remain silent when you're being arrested, which, come to think of it, actually may lead to phalanxes of mute government ministers at some idyllic point in the future, perhaps. But anyway, in, in April this year, Cabinet Secretary and Head of the Civil Service Simon Case went before the Public Administration Constitutional Affairs Committee where he was asked about the row over who paid for the refurbishment of Prime Minister Boris Johnson's Downing Street flat and, more specifically, who leaked the story. And notwithstanding that this has been under investigation for five months at this point, he simply can't answer anything for the following reasons. Just because something isn't uh, um, a criminal offence doesn't mean there aren't um, uh, national security uh, issues involved in the, uh, or, or classified matters rather, I should say very specifically, um, in, in relation to how that investigation is uh, conducted, and, that, and that's why I'm unable to, to comment. I'm, I'm genuinely not trying to uh, frustrate the committee, but I am constrained in what I can say. My answer is the same as, as before. I can't go into these sorts of details relating to an ongoing inquiry. But again, you're inviting me to, to comment on the detail of an ongoing investigation, which, as I've, I've said, um, I'm, I'm under constraints relating to uh, classification, etc. And so I'm afraid I can't go into these these, these sorts of details. It is not out of rudeness or disrespect to the committee, but there are constraints on what I can say in, in this forum. I can only apologise to the committee again for these constraints I'm operating in, and which is why we have, uh, which is why with the Prime Minister's permission we've been updating um, uh, the Speaker on Privy Council terms. The Speaker is not in charge of scrutiny of the functioning of the civil service. This committee is, and our chairman is. Look, I mean, I'm very happy to pick that up um, with the chairman and the, the relevant authorities. I, uh, you know, it sounds Thank like you. a potential uh, way through. And again, I, I really, I, I understand, apologise apologize for having to frustrate um, what are legitimate lines of inquiry. So he's at great pains, actually, to say nothing, but also at great pains to cover himself by saying there's nothing to be implied from the fact that I can't say anything other than the fact that I'm under constraints not to say anything. So he keeps saying it's not out of disrespect for the 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 committee, nor is it because he's trying to frustrate their inquiries. I mean, the, the net result is he's doing exactly <laughs> that, but they're not to imply that from his silence. They're not to infer um, it. <laughs> yes, exactly, and and um, and also note that I guess the the equivalent of uh, the taking the Fifth Amendment, or you know, the argument from silence, or the, the kind of appeal to I need to be not answering this question, is when people like him in government or in politics invoke invoke national security, or like he says, classification, etc. <laughs> And you think, oh, well, that's all right then. You know, I can't tell you this because of classification, etc. Rather than, you know, I've got nothing to say on the matter. 
but he clearly has got loads to say. Also note that he needs to ask permission of the Prime Minister to begin any investigation. So, and from a Prime Minister, who you know, he had to get permission to to go and report to someone that is clearly not in charge of his department. And this committee is in order to skirt round any kind of scrutiny of the things. So all of the things that he's begging them not to infer can only be inferred <laughs> by the fact that he's I mean, doing this. He's, I, I haven't listened to your other clips yet, but I, yeah. I, he's, no one at this point is committing the fallacy in that they yeah. aren't inferring stuff. Um, mm -hmm, uh, that mm -hmm. that can't be inferred from That's from true. the silence. Yep. But he is, I I see where it is because he's yep. he is kind of heading it off before anyone. Yeah, can, yeah. Before anyone gets the opportunity to do that, he's seeing. That's that right. And actually, in the entirety, that. he's there for like forty minutes. Doesn't answer a bloody thing. <laughs> um, and they don't actually infer. They just continue to ask questions of him. So in a way, he. Yeah, he, he kind of tripping over his own silence, I think, or lack of lack of silence. If you can be silent by <laughs> filling the space with words, apologising all the time, speaking. Yeah. and Trump. exactly, yeah, <laughs> well, great well, company shortly <laughs> too. Yeah, but um, what's interesting about it is that um, he the the. No, yeah, this this committee is the one in charge of scrutinising civil service, and uh, on the committee is Labour MP Karen Smith, who says, "Why did you come here if you knew you wouldn't be able to talk about this stuff?" Mr. Case, you're the guardian of the propriety and ethics and civil service conduct in your role. Do you think it's acceptable that you come before this committee to discuss these matters? having been told that you can't discuss them. You're essentially pleading the fifth. Is that acceptable? You know, as I said, I, I can only apologise... Uh, no, the, that's OK. It's to, thank to you the, apology, to, but to is the, it acceptable? Well, yeah, I'm, af I'm afraid it's, uh, it, it's necessary um, uh, to, to protect um, the integrity of, of an ongoing investigation and uh, the techniques involved. So I I think she nearly commits it by saying that what you're doing is must be unacceptable because you're not telling us anything. So therefore, what you've got to say is not good thing. It's not <laughs> a good thing. I mean, it's 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 almost it's almost there. She almost teeters on. Yeah, it's kind of. Well, she's it's more just like why are you here <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they are they are extraordinarily polite throughout the entire thing i mean and it's, she's quite right he's been there for 40 minutes and they've done all they can to try and they you know he says well i can't talk about this and said okay so given the fact that it's not a criminal investigation and in your investigation you haven't, you haven't found any criminal happenings surely you could tell us that well no i can't even tell you that <laughs> and so they kind of yeah, I mean there is lots of inference to be to be had, and I'm not sure that, well, given what we now know, I'm not sure that we would be committing the fallacy. Well, we would, but with by saying, well, actually, the fact that you're hiding all of this stuff and the fact that you're skirting around the very committee that's supposed to scrutinise this stuff, and you are supposed to be investigating things 
to uphold the 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 morals of and the, the operating standards of the government and you aren't the fact that you're going around this in such a, 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 a op opaque and oblique way infers that you've got something to hide it implies that you've got and, something to hide it, yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely so yeah, yeah so uh yeah you can commit this fallacy of course by inferring something that you don't have the all the information to infer yeah. and still yeah. be right you can you've still yeah, you've yeah. still done something illogical or, or committed a fallacy even if you turn out to be right about it because it didn't logically follow from the information you had and of course it isn't necessarily fallacious if the reason that you infer a particular thing from silence is because you have other evidence to assume right. that thing yeah. yeah if you're only basing it on the silence on the lack of an answer that's where it's it's a problem and there's no yeah. logical basis for you to make to to go one way or the other um but yeah it doesn't mean you can't ever make any inferences and and it depends what those inferences are based on as well as yeah. the lack of yeah. a forthcoming answer and actually in a way uh, another member of the committee tory mp jackie doyle price i think goes a bit far with the and commits the fallacy when she's talking about the leaked phone messages in this brief clip. Because, of course, the fact it's not on their phones doesn't mean they're not guilty of the leak. And you kind of go, OK, yeah. I, I, I'm going to continue to push back. I don't think... OK. I don't think that... I don't think that's the fallacy, but also I don't think she's wrong. What She's not saying... If she was saying that the the fact that it's that it's not on their phones means we can assume that they've deleted right. it from their phones, right. for example. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fallacious. Um, all she's pointing out is that, is that absence of evidence isn't evidence of absence, which is yeah. fair. <laughs> the fact yeah. that they haven't presented us with the evidence that, that this thing happened doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just means we can't prove it using this method, which is valid. And I guess the... An invalid response to that would be, well, no news is good news. We haven't found anything, so that must be fine yeah. then. Well, we'll come that's, back to no news is good news. Oh, right, okay, that's the, classic, <laughs> that's the classic inference, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, the the thing that we would, one would be right in all these kind of imp, implied inf inferences or inferred implications. They, uh, this week, he actually did resign, having been asked to also investigate the legality of parties being held at number one during lockdown after he categorically stated he knew nothing of such gatherings happening. And the reason he resigned is because details emerged of a party that he himself hosted <laughs> in room 103 of the Cabinet Office, which began at 5.30 and was listed in a digital calendar invitation to a Christmas party. <laughs> and, at, and at that time, on December 17th, 2020, household mixing was banned in London. He has <laughs> remained silent on the matter. It really feels like... If you are that person, if you if you hosted a party last year and they and and they said, okay, we want you to investigate whether any parties were hosted last year, yeah. you might say, you know, I, I don't think I'm the best person for this job. I think I'm the right one to do that. Yeah, yeah, you'd kind of, but then but you'd actually, have to be really confident it wasn't going to come out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's but again that's that's a sort of similar thing because it's a bit like the uh, when Trump grumbled that who was it who recused himself from 
Was it Jeff Sessions? Do you mean Jeff Sessions? Oh, yeah, there you go, Jeff Sessions. As, uh, yeah. Attorney General, so, yeah. Yeah, when he recused himself and he said, no, no I can't do that. And he, he gets all over that. And he kind of like, if he had recused himself or done the equivalent English version <laughs> of that, if, you know, the Simon case, people would have just gone, Ah, yeah, but it didn't need to be publicly, did it? it? I mean, presumably no. someone sidled up to him in Whitehall and said, we'd like you to run this investigation. Rather, well, I think they more, didn't yeah, like yeah, put it in I the th- paper. <laughs> no, <laughs> We're thinking of asking Simon. But I think, I think he's, that's kind of his job as cab- cabinet secretary is to look <laughs> after the morals and the smooth running of the government procedures. And when you're part of the problem you kind of yeah so i think he did the usual he did did the usual thing and said i've become the story (laughs) rather than i'm guilty as charged (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. so yeah so he whilst he's remained silent on the matter when asked about this kind of desperately incriminating rule-breaking party stuff and the real world impact on the cabinet office the unprecedented defeat defeat in the Shropshire by-election and the rebellion by his party on the restrictions vote boris can't be silent he doesn't yeah like we were saying earlier he says nothing but fills the space instead what he does is appeal to journalists to be silent about it um so i'm just going to shoehorn this stuff in because it's (laughs) funny so here he is on the actual anniversary of simon case's christmas party answering sky news's sam coates question do you think the absolutely cavalier approach to lockdown rules by you and your staff in Downing Street played a part in last night's defeat. Basically, what's been going wrong, Sam, is that uh, the, in the last few weeks, uh, some things have been going very well, but what the, the people have been hearing, what people have been hearing is just a constant uh, litany of stuff about uh, politics and politicians and uh, stuff that isn't about them. Prime Minister, it sounds to me like you're quite clearly blaming the public for being focused on the wrong thing no. and the media for reporting the wrong thing. So uh, you trying to change the sleaze rules in favour of you and your colleagues, which triggered the by-election, which caused this defeat. Yes. Do you accept hand up, hands up responsibility yes. for that? Yeah, I, I, I do. do, because I think I think I, it goes back to exactly what I was just saying, Sam, which I think it, it comes into the overall category of, politici- of, of politicians talking about ourselves and those issues uh, and and seeming to be focused on those issues at the expense of the things that really matter to to people. Uh, Final question. Tory MPs are saying publicly that conversations have begun about your future. If it was in the interest of the Conservative Party, would you resign? Sam, that is exactly the kind of question that qualifies, that breaks the golden rule. What we're focusing on is getting the job done. What we're focusing on is trying to make sure that we not only have a... <laughs> That's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's like, brilliant. M- Mr Prime Minister, are you a massive hypocrite? Enough about yeah. me, let's talk about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's that, the whole thing, he kind of says he's blaming the entirety of the media. Well, not the entirety of the media, the sun dutifully push this story to the like the sixth page he's blaming them for for being silent on the good things that they're talking about so he's saying you know the the reason the reason you're doing this is because you like us are focused on politics and politicians and nobody's interested in that they're all interested in the good things we're doing why are you not telling them about that 
and that, and he's going, well, hang on a minute. The reason you know, it does affect real people because you know real people didn't vote your candidate in in the constituency where you and your real actions caused him to have to resign. And nobody's interested in hearing nobody's about, interested. about and laws denies, we may have broken. <laughs> exactly. And then he denies that he's that he's say that he's doing that and then he gets really angry and um about that oh, just brilliant he gets so yeah so these are the questions you can't ask and you need to concentrate on the things that you've been silent about up until now you know why haven't you done that and that's a bad thing and i'm doing good stuff and you're doing a bad thing by not reporting on this stuff and he gets and he gets really angry about it and it's worth just playing that angry bit again that is exactly the kind of question that qualifies that breaks the golden rule qualifies that breaks the golden rule what the golden rule is actually um sam coates tweeted answers on the on the postcard but he just got just got really angry about about that and you know to be fair i guess boris was visibly trying to make it up to us rather than just making things up, because he conducted the interview whilst wearing a mask, uh. giving the lie to the adage that you can tell when Boris is lying because you can see his lips move. <laughs> no lips, no lies, and down to the rules. So I know it's kind of stretching the point, but it is well worth having a listen to. <laughs> Nat King Cole with um, Boris's lament about silencing the media. See, I I, I usually can't predict what song we're going to have for the house in the world, but doing a Christmas episode of the Argument from Silence, I, I was Got like, to be that. it was eighty percent sure it was going to be that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in the fallacy in the world, we like to talk about the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective, and this week our first example comes from The Office. Um, did somebody here leave a map in the printer to Youngstown, Ohio? Attention, office. Who here is planning a trip to Youngstown, Ohio? I will take your silence to mean that you're all hiding something. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. So because exactly because that. no one instantly owns up to who is going to Youngstown, Ohio, they're all hiding something. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I'll take your silence that they're all hiding something. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that. I think that through the entirety of that the the kind of standards committee thing that's the implication is the reason you're going to extraordinary 
lengths where he's making all sorts of noises that aren't actually words. <laughs> it's, you know, one of them should have just said, and I couldn't find any of them having said it. And I think they're all a bit too adult to do that. That They, they should have just said to him, well, we'll take your evasion as an admission of guilt then. <laughs> You know, they should have just yeah. done that. And he would have fallen apart. He would have got really angry like Boris did. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's exactly the kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So our second example comes from Catch-22. We've we've featured Catch-22 in this section before. and uh, but, but this is another section in which they are being given a briefing on an upcoming bombing raid. Intelligence reports indicate that you shouldn't have to worry about flak and that kind of stuff. We were hoping for some new recon photos on enemy strength in that area. Fortunately, they haven't arrived, but as I always say, no news is good news. Uh, there you go. Yes, there it is. So, yeah, that's, no news that's is good it, news. Isn't it? <laughs> no news is good news. Is, yeah. is, is absolutely an example from an argument from silence because you are inferring that the silence, yeah. the lack of news, the lack of news means, can, can be decided in one direction or the other. Yeah, it, it's yeah. good. And obviously... The, a lack of recon photos <laughs> of the area you're about to go and attack. Yeah. Probably not good news. <laughs> Probably not good news. Yeah. yeah. It does, it, there's no reason to assume that means that there's not something bad there that is going to shoot you. So yeah. Not least the fact that they weren't able to get any recon photos. <laughs> yeah, there's Or that. they did and couldn't get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's that kind of stuff. It's a bit like, yes, you know, they've obviously not been shielded, not had extra armour fitted in the right places on the <laughs> On the planes. Yeah, our final example in this section uh, is actually a book called Did Marco Polo Go to China? Um, by a uh, historian called Francis Wood. And um, this is a book from 1995. And she, I know, I was thinking um, it was like <laughs> 1850s. Yeah, no, this was like quite that, reasonably recent. Yeah. Where she basically questioned the um, kind of established wisdom that Marco Polo not only went to China but spent like 15 years at the, in the court of Kublai Khan. And the reason that she questioned it is because in Marco Polo's writing, there's things about China he doesn't mention, right. Right. such as yeah. things like the Great Wall of China, which is pretty big, and you yeah. would think he would mention it, but it's not, yeah. it's not in there. He doesn't mention chopsticks or yeah. tea or foot binding or various other things that she thinks... Yeah. Um, if he really spent that much time in China and was trying to write stuff about what China was like, he, he would have he, he would have written those things in. Now, that's not an immediately fallacious argument. There is there is kind of some reasoning behind it that yeah. that it's not just that he didn't mention these things, but that he was there for a long time. He was writing about how China was different to the uh, you know Italy and, and other places. And and these are things Which of great significance. The big differences, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it it doesn't take into account the the many things he did write about that hadn't previously been written about by Westerners that uh, he couldn't have really known without having yeah. gone to China and spent time there. It doesn't yeah. take into account that he brought back paper money or um, various other things that that he is yeah. credited with introducing to the West from his time in China. Um, and and basically, the majority of serious historians who have looked at her claims and who have looked at the, the other available evidence don't agree with her. Um, right. they, they, <laughs> it doesn't rule it out, but it's, it's one of those things with 
um, fallacies where sometimes it's just about prob- prob- probability and it kind of yeah. adds yeah. evidence in one direction. Um, but, yeah. but one thing, for example, is that the argument from silence is not featured in Aristotle's book on sophistical refutations where he started listing logical fallacies. Um, that doesn't ah. mean it isn't a logical fallacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Aristotle didn't write about it. So. Yep. Nor did he write about the Gish Gallop. No. So, you know, that obviously isn't one either. Mm. So we're going we're gonna to play fake news, folks. I love the game. It's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody. As well as anybody. Yes, it's time for fake news, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. Well, I think that says it all. <laughs> so, normally I read out three Trump quotes, but it's Christmas. Yeah. And we do things a little bit different in fake news at Christmas. Uh, and this year, I've actually got two games for you to choose between. Oh, um, okay. So you can either yeah. play a game where you have to pick uh, the uh, music artists that have threatened legal action to get Trump to stop using their music. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or have we got time for, for all of them? Well, I, I've yeah. picked some. Uh, or right. you can choose uh, things which Trump has said are beautiful. Oh, I think the I think the musical artist has got. It feels a bit bit more Christmas <laughs> somehow. <laughs> All the artists that have not gifted their music to Trump, right far far from it. Quite okay. the opposite. Okay. So I have a list of ten well, uh, yeah. ten music artists who five of whom have threatened yeah. legal action. At least some have actually um, tried to take him to court or at least issued cease and desist orders. Well, but, but five of them have have threatened yeah. legal action. And some of five, them are dead. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> in some cases it may be their estates. Um, okay, yeah. But and, and five have not. So wow. what you okay. have to do is is yeah. pick the five you think have um, right. tried have threatened legal action, and if you get um, three or more of them right, Ooh. you get a point. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So there you go. So the 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 artists are yeah the yeah. Buckman Turner Overdrive yeah. The Backstreet Boys, Celine Dion, right. Credence Clearwater Revival, Frank Sinatra, Neil Young, R.E.M., Tom Petty, The Village People, and The Who. Wow. I want to know what the songs are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I think that The Who would have had something to say about that. And I wonder what the song was. Was it? Was it? Won't get forward again. Mm, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to plump for the who. So yeah. And REM are the kind of those kind of guys. They would have something to say about that. I would. Really like the Frank Sinatra estate to what was it? My way, De- definitely. He's got to have been. He's got to have at some point played my way as he slid down a slope. So I'm going to have that one as well. I will. I will uh, tell you, these are all artists he has played regularly at his rallies. 
So it's right. the, they are yeah. all examples Whether they've sued him to stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he did do the village people, didn't he? But would they, would they be that concerned to actually stop him? Mm. Okay. Mm. The Backstreet Boys, I don't know. You see, and the fact that they haven't, there's nothing to be inferred from their silence. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, uh, I completely agree. You can't assume that these people uh, who, who haven't tried to sue Trump actually support yeah. him. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm doing the opposite, which is the fact that they have said something about it <laughs> <laughs> means, means they're the kind of artist I would quite like. Okay, um, so back maternal overdrive, that's you ain't seen nothing yet, I suspect. Because the baby. Yeah, and I... Are they... <laughs> as I'm doing it the right are they the kind of band that would object to that uh, I don't know you know because they're quite a, they've getting 19 years and as we all know everyone moves slowly to the right as you're getting older uh, right Neil Young mm, yeah because Tom Petty's dead as well uh, okay I'm going to alright I'm going to plump four back and turn overdrive and oddly, the village people, because basically he's not a blue-collar worker and neither are they, but they represent blue-collar workers. And, yeah, so that's my five. Backman Turner Overdrive, Frank Sinatra, REM, the village people, and The Who have all sued Trump to get him to stop playing <laughs> their music okay. at his gigs. So we'll go through them in order. Yeah. And I'll be really surprised <laughs> if they're if they're not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Batman Turner yeah. Overdrive. Yeah. He did play You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet repeatedly. Yeah. They yeah. have not uh, really well, even complained, I'm, as far I'm as I can tell. By that. I, I'm going to tear up all the albums. <laughs> the other, the other thing I would would say is that the people who are in the list who have not tried to sue him also have not publicly objected. There's a whole other list of people who've publicly oh, said stop it, but not actually tried to take not done action. anything about it. But the the, the yeah. five who have not taken action no. in this list have have remained silent. See, I'm <laughs> I'm being led by the fact that I quite like that so, song, and ergo, if I like <laughs> them, then they must be the kind of uh -huh. people that I like. <laughs> yeah, which is a circular argument, I admit. And uh, yeah, well, I'm I'm appalled by this, <laughs> you know, and we're committing the fallacy by saying not only have they not said they haven't it, even said anything about said it, yeah. anything. they're not said anything. So that, you know, you draw your own conclusions, but I think these questions should be asked. <laughs> so uh, you also think oh, Frank Sinatra man. or the estate yeah. of Frank Sinatra? Yeah, um, they have not. Tried to sue. Really, he, it oh, was my way uh, that he used. Yeah. Uh, the the extent to which that became an issue was that yeah. Mia Farrow tweeted, um, "Frank Sinatra. I I think Frank Sinatra would have loathed Donald Trump," and Nancy Sinatra responded to say he did. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, but well, yeah, when yeah, questioned about his use of my way. Uh, yeah. Nancy pointed out that the first line of the song is "the end is near." <laughs> nice. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, true enough. But also Frank Sinatra, you know, possible mob connections. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not not particularly known for his socialist views. But yeah, yeah. Oh no! So, I've got this... so that's oh, too no. too wrong. REM, too... you yeah. also think would have yeah. would have responded yeah. with legal action, and they did. Please don't let me down, boys. Oh. <laughs> Thank God for that. So it started yeah. off in 2015 at a DC rally with Ted Cruz. Trump used it's the end of the world as we know it. Um, and and Michael Stipe tweeted, yeah. go fuck yourselves, the lot of you, you sad attention-grabbing, power-hungry little men. Do not use our music or my voice for your moronic charade of a campaign. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's properly... And then went on to sue them. Well, they continued. He continued using yeah. the music. So, 2020, eventually, um, REM's Mike Mills tweeted: "We are aware that the president continues to use our music at his rallies. We're exploring all legal avenues to prevent this. Um, if that's not possible, please know that we do not condone the use of our music by this fraud and con man." So, wow. <laughs> that's saying in the strongest possible <laughs> terms isn't it no and that's kind of again no self-awareness you know and now the end is near and <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it yeah he ha he doesn't always pick the best uh things no. to represent no um so yeah. you okay village people moving on to the village people yeah because didn't he do ymca he's done ymca and macho man yeah. repeatedly right <laughs> yeah yeah okay um and initially the village people were fine with it they just basically mm -hmm. didn't want to get involved. They didn't necessarily agree yeah. with him, but they were like, okay, whatever. And they've got their pensions to consider. So, yeah. you know, you kind of think they're getting royalties. Uh, yeah. Following um, the protests after the death of George Floyd, yep. when Trump tweeted, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, um, Victor yeah. Willis of the village people said, if Trump orders the US military to fire on his own citizens on US soil, Americans will rise up in such numbers outside of the White House. He might be forced out of office prior to the election. Don't do it, Mr. President. And I ask that you no longer use any of my music at your rallies, especially YMCA and Macho Man. Sorry, but I can no longer look the other way. And they issued a cease and desist letter uh -huh. at that point. Yeah. So. But has it worked? I mean, you know, given the fact that Trump sues people left, right, and centre, yeah, and it's, people kind of ignore it. Does he? he does he's he largely ignored, ignored most of the people who've tried to stop him. Uh, yeah. Depends. Depends whether he has any any kind of respect for them at all. Um, D. Snyder of Twisted the... Sister asked him to stop, and he stopped. Um, oh, but wow. uh, yeah, there are there are others. So well, they 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 look frighteningly. You know, like they could do you some damage. You know, they yeah, yeah. Well, Dee Snyder was on um, Celebrity Apprentice, so I think maybe he kind of oh, oh, got yeah, to okay. know okay. Trump a little bit. I don't know. Right. Um, anyway. Or at least, or at least where he lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've got uh, you've got two right and two wrong so far. Yeah. And you, and oh. it all hinges oh, hangs on, the who. on the who. Come on, Pete, don't let me down. Yeah. And the who yeah. have not said anything. About Trump using no. their music. What the fuck? Pete Townsend, you media <laughs> whore. Jesus. Or someone who doesn't want to get involved in politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, his silence clearly means he's worried about his pension fund. What the hell? No! Yeah. You would think that you would... Oh, what? 
So, and so what did he use? Don't get. What does he play? Don't get fooled again. Um, he's sat, he's played a few Who songs actually. Um, Pinball Wizard was one of them. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, as does the few, but they haven't they haven't come out publicly. Uh, no. Either way, on that, so we can't infer their views. Well, there was also there was a similar thing with um, David Cameron and the Jam. I think you know the the British mm-hmm. post punk punk group, post mod punk group. And I think Paul Weller had a lot to say about it. And The Clash as well, you know, all of whom are dead. Um, and just like every, everybody in in the uh, the kind of punk rock community just went, you just, they they didn't say, please don't do this, but they just kind of went, you're lying. <laughs> you, you're not the kind of guy, you've never heard of The Clash. You know, you don't, what? Yeah. You went to Eton. You, no, just. Give over. You're a Frank Sinatra man, straight up and down. No, well, I'm appalled. So, so who, the others, who, the ones you missed. Yeah, who did? Uh, I bet Celine, Celine Dion did. Celine Dion didn't. No. Oh, right. No. no uh, she's a Canadian. Credence Clearwater yeah. Revival. Yeah. Um, Trump used the, the song Fortunate Son multiple right. times, which is right. which is very ironic. And, yeah. and John Fogarty... <laughs> Um, said, I wrote this song because as a veteran I was disgusted that some people were allowed to be excluded from serving our country because they had access to political and financial privilege. I also wrote about wealthy people not paying their fair share of taxes. Mr Trump is a prime example of both of these issues. The fact that Mr Trump also fans the flames of hatred, racism and fear while rewriting recent history is even more reason to be troubled by this use of my song. And, And sent a cease and desist order. To him. That's excellent. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's a yeah. song about yeah. about yeah. privilege and and the yeah. and people getting stuff they haven't done any work for. It's so weird. But and not in a you know, not in a pleasing way. No, no. no not no, in no. a kind of this is all right, this is what should yeah. everybody should do. It's, this is an unacceptable system. About it. it should be should be ended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Trump again with no self awareness. And no sense of irony, just kind of go. Oh yeah, there you go. We'll play that then. Yeah, because that's exactly what I am. Yeah, yeah. That, and is he? And in the in the process, thumbing his nose at the fans of Queen's Clear, you know, vets and blue collar workers so. who all vote for him. No, I mean in the no. same way as he unironically dances to Macho Man, which yeah. which is not <laughs> what he thinks it's about. No, no. <laughs> no. No, um, no. I mean, they also, they also, he uh, frequently have played "Born in the USA," uh, which is right. which yep. is a song yep. not about how great it is to have been born in the USA, but the fact nope. that a veteran returning from war, despite having been born in the USA, cannot catch a fucking break. Yep. Um, Springsteen uh, did not take legal action against that, but did enf- enthusiastically endorse Hillary Clinton. <laughs> And um, right. and yeah. and then several times when Born in the USA started to be played at Trump rallies, people started booing after that. So, yeah, ah, ah, oh, <laughs> that was oh, one way nice. to go. That's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah. he's just done a thing with Obama. They've done, yeah. put a a kind of musical extravaganza together. Yeah, yeah, which would be quite interesting to, to. And I saw an interview with them both, and Springsteen looks. I think they're not. I think they're contemporary in age ish. 
But Springsteen looks like Bruce Obama's grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's yeah. granddad. God damn it. So, yeah. uh, Neil Young uh, was one yeah. of the others. He, he um, Really? Yes. Yeah, I see, I thought that Neil Young would have been, you know, he's kind of a closet writer. No, no, he's a hippie. Mm. He was, he was right. kind of, yeah. his somewhat ironic rocking in the free world was uh, one that um, Trump picked. And yeah. um, he has kind of vacillated on whether to actually take legal action or not um right. but um basically he said in kind of the i think 2020 um i'm changing my mind about suing president trump he wrote after having decided not to um reconsidering right. i'm looking at it again there's a long history to consider and i originally considered it decided not to pursue but then president trump ordered thugs in uniform onto our streets his idea he ordered it himself imagine what it feels to, like to hear rocking in the free world after this president speaks like it's his theme song i did not write it for that yeah you see they're all a bit you kind of go well okay yeah that's which is why I wanted, you know, the Who to be like <laughs> yeah, Clash. Yeah. Go, stop it! Oi, what are you doing? Yeah, like straight away. Please do not ever play our stuff. Yeah. Then we will. Yeah, but he's just going. Well, you know, I thought about it. It's a long history. <laughs> no, there isn't. It's only been there four years. You know, how long does it take you to make your mind up? Yeah. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. He. Um. He. He originally decided to. Uh, and then he decided not to because of COVID, partly because he thought, you know, there's actually more important stuff. This isn't that big a deal. True. This, you know, yeah, there's yeah. other stuff going on that people need to focus on. Yeah. yeah. But then, Ex- but then riots. It kind the of is. Yeah. And, yeah then, then riots. Yeah. Yeah. Because it actually, it kind of is the important thing because it's the, you know, the the intangible, visceral uh, connection that you have with music is what. Trump is tapping into mm-hmm. he knows exactly what he's doing he's doing bread and circuses so he will you know it's the triumphant um, trumpet blare before the gladiators come in and all that kind of stuff and and everybody goes yeah you're the our favorite emperor so if he's stealing your music in order to promote himself was not stealing it he's using yeah. it Presumably, he's paying for it. Mm, he's uh, he takes it. advantage yeah. of the fact that many of yeah. the venues he does rallies at have blanket um, copyright clearance. Right. Yeah. So he doesn't yeah. tend to pay the artists. I somebody or, at Mar-a-Lago is in charge mm. of that. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? So, uh, yeah. so finally, the last one uh, is Tom Petty, who whose yeah. song "I Won't Back Down" uh, was used yeah. at Trump oh. rallies. Um, and uh, Tom Petty's estate uh, said Trump was in no way authorised to use this song to further a campaign that leaves too many Americans and common sense behind. Both the late Tom Petty and his family firmly stand against racism and discrimination of any kind. Tom Petty would never want a song of his used for a campaign of hate. And they they further went on to say it was about underdogs and that's not what Trump is and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Nice. So it's... And it's all... All that stuff is properly... Uh, well, apart from Frank Sinatra, maybe <laughs> it's properly blue collar yeah, worker yeah, yeah. stuff, isn't it? It's about struggling in the in the USA at the hands of an administration or successive administrations don't actually care about you. Will use exploit your labour and your loyalty and send you off to war and send you off to work 
but won't support you when you come back or yeah a lot of it was kind help. of 60s and 70s protest music so <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's weird yeah all the, all the stuff that trump would have heard yeah up. so but i mean there were there were many other examples that i could have picked there was um lincoln park phil collins rihanna yeah. uh farrell yeah. williams uh the rolling stones andrew lloyd webber um various others also eddie grant reggae uh artist wow yeah um various others that objected but didn't take legal action including um adele and and springsteen as i mentioned guns and roses leonard cohen uh, pavarotti's estate um wow. and uh also uh the beatles or at least the estate of george harris wow uh, yeah because trump uh or at least at the uh republican national convention trump's daughter i think came in yeah ivanka came in to um uh here comes the sun right which is weird you would think don jr would come into here comes the sun but well yeah um, <laughs> exactly yeah. or yeah or, or trump would come into my sweet yeah. Lord or something <laughs> but yeah like that. Uh, the estate yeah. of george yeah. harrison tweeted um the unauthorized use yeah. of here comes the sun at the rnc is offensive and against the wishes of the george harrison estate if it had been beware of darkness we may have approved it <laughs> <laughs> or piggy piggies yeah so yeah nice yeah there you go wow so unfortunately that's cool, you only got it? three uh no, two out of five uh so but it, so you don't oh, get a don't point for that one damn but it does it is interesting how immediately i'm disappointed in the the ones that didn't do anything <laughs> yeah yeah because i'm inferring from their silence yeah that they that they're they're pro-Trump, yeah. consequently, as a result, you know that then, or even the ones that didn't sue him, that just said something and then kept quiet. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> that, yeah, uh-huh. like Adele. Adele, I kind of almost heard myself. Oh, go, she she is another she, one who enthusiastically yeah. supported Hillary Clinton and said, "Don't vote for him," but but didn't actually take legal action. So that's kind. That's probably the way yeah. to do it. That's a, a good move to actually on Springsteen's part to just go, yeah, 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 vote for Hillary. So that when he gets played, everybody yeah. boos. That's quite yeah. cool. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, that means you're still on 41 out of 80 now. Uh, but it is Christmas and there and, and it's yeah. time for playing games. So for patrons, uh, since I've already written it anyway, we're also going to do the beautiful yeah. game. <laughs> yeah so uh, so if okay. regular listeners if you want to hear this you'll you'll have to become a patron unfortunately but but for patrons uh we will yeah. continue on and play uh play the game of things that trump has called beautiful yeah Yes, it's time for the part of the show that this week at least is called The Grift That Keeps on Grifting is Not a Logical Fallacy because right. uh, Washington Post recently published a kind of bit of investigative journalism that they did, yeah. Um, yeah. which they're reasonably good at, about all of the the events that Trump has been hosting at Mar-a-Lago for, right. uh, for Republican candidates. And uh, as we know, Trump gave up his his presidential salary for for four years and that meant that all the republicans could say look he's not he's not grifting he's not just in it for the money he's given up his what is it four hundred thousand dollar a year salary or something like that that they get right um yeah he's such a shitload more than that uh but by by not only not getting rid of all his businesses while he was president whilst he was in office um, yeah 
and yeah. and taking as much as he can, but just continually taking as much as he can since. Yeah. And, uh, well, and also whilst he was in office, he would move loads of stuff there, oh, host yeah. it all yeah, there, yeah. In, in and charge hotels, them huge and amounts. charge them and charge the yeah. Secret Service for staying there yes. while he was there playing golf, and yeah, yeah. Oh, just a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, but yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, so what they've looked at is is events that um, candidates who are raising money or, or yeah, mostly raising money uh, for their campaigns for the set for Senate races or for governors races. Um, they're having their events at Mar-a-Lago. They're paying Trump a large amount of money. They um, the the amount of money may be different if it also includes a kind of personal appearance from Trump himself. And the kind of the, right. the the candidate gets to stand with Trump, and maybe he hosts the event. Um, they there's talk of the fact that you know uh, attendees having pictures with Trump may end up also spending money on that, um, and uh, and and sometimes it's kind of um, just dinners where people will um, will pay to to uh, have dinner with Donald Trump, like among lots of other people. So right. um, yeah. they describe one uh, event where he was um, Trump dined at his pl- private Florida club with about twenty couples, each of whom paid a quarter of a million dollars to the Make America Great Again Again Super PAC, um, which is a a group run by close allies of the former president. And with super PACs, there's not much restriction on how much people can donate to it, and there's very little yeah. restriction on what the owners of the pack can do with it. Could do with it and very um, little accountability. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's five million pound million dollars. Uh-huh. Five million dollars. Yeah, for one dinner. From that for that wow. Um Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. And there's also possibly an expectation, uh possibly mm-hmm. linked to the amount of money that people spend or or you know what they do, that he will endorse them in their Senate race or their House race right. or their governorship right. race. Um, and they found that of um, the 20 Republican candidates who held events at Trump properties in 2021, uh, I think it was 13, 12 or 13, um, yeah. were endorsed by Trump for that position um, wow. by, by the time their event came around. Um, which is just, that. it's just pay for play, isn't it? It's just... Yeah, uh, but it's but it's kind of, it's it's it feels... Not unlike cash for questions or cash for peerages in the UK, but it doesn't seem to carry the same level of corruption as that implies, um, <laughs> because he's he's his entire kind of power in this is based on him saying, "Oh yeah, I endorse this candidate for this particular position, either on the Senate or as a, a governor or whatever." And that that still carries some weight. That's what's kind yeah. of appalling about it is that the, you know, the the Republican National Congress will will stump up money, or or yeah, or the, the or the GOP itself will think that this is worth investing this amount of money to get Trump's approval to get Trump. So it just shows you how much power trump still has oh, yeah. over the republican party and how how uh, such a lack of imagination on the part of the republican party is that they can't see a way forward without trump no absolutely so, 
you know, he's he's raking it, which is just as well. He is his hand over fist. His, it's ridiculous. He's kind of he's kind of a after dinner speaker. <laughs> you know, the the kind of stuff that erudite previous um, presidents can go on a lecture circuit and stuff like that. Trump's not going to do that. He just goes and moans about stuff. I did. It did make me laugh out loud. At one point, he said he's even got a picture book about his his presidency. <laughs> so there's. As Obama has written three volumes of of um, memoir, he's on a lecture circuit. You know, he could he could write, but he speaks in poetry. Yeah. poetry let's <laughs> face it. You know, he works with Springsteen. Trump has got a picture book. Yeah, but he wrote all the captions himself. That yeah, <laughs> some of them are even three Spelled words right. long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are even polysyllab- polysyllabic yeah 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 some of them aren't just no. this is me with that guy <laughs> yeah me with someone else me standing next to something me standing next to something yeah else. i know that's that's the kind of the scary bit is that that they they're kind of they're not worried about throwing this amount of money they're not. They're, the, they're, yeah, they're, they're kind of doing it with their eyes shut, aren't they? They're just going right. This will get us the endorsement we need. We'll just throw the money at him. Yeah, and he's. Yeah, and the thing is, he doesn't have to do it traditionally. Just, and it, it obviously varies depending on kind of the the scope of the event. But traditionally, a lot of fundraisers were held at the homes of wealthy donors, so like supporters of a candidate who yeah. who have a, a huge mansion or you know a house in the Hamptons or whatever yeah. would have a fundraising event and they would invite all of their wealthy friends along. But those people don't get paid for hosting the event. No. They, they are, that's part of their donation that's to the candidate that they yeah, yeah. either like or want some political power over once they get into office. For whatever reason they're doing it, they are giving this to the candidate. Trump yeah. is, is saying, yes, I, I support you. Um, it will cost you £175,000 to have your event here. Wow. It's so yeah. bizarre. Yeah. That, that, yeah, and, it's, they, and, they're, and they're doing yeah, it. They and they're, it. Yeah, yeah, they're doing yeah. it because of, yeah, because he is, because the the weirdos that support him are the Republican Party now. They're not the fringe. Yeah. They're not, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, the, the, the weirdos. They are the the 200 plus Republicans who who voted against Mark Meadows being held responsible for not talking to uh, Congress. Um, I wonder if there's, if there's a, if, if it's because there's no going back. I mean, how was the Republican party when Bush was there? How was it before Trump? The whole thing's been turned on its head so much that they've got no, they've got no idea how to go back. Yeah. The, How and to... that's the yeah it is weird because i that i mean there were a lot of surprising things about january 6th mm. for me one of the most surprising things was that senior republicans did not use that as an opportunity to say yeah. uh that's it enough enough's enough yeah. Yeah. yeah that would have been an ideal time if any of them had any integrity at all left and and any desire for their party not to continually move further and further to the crazy town they yeah. that would have been the time to say 
you know, we've supported Trump. We've we've kind of given him our all. We've given we've we've voted in things that he wanted us to do. Um, yep. You know, he it's it's time to say he lost the election. We have to move forward. We have to work with the Democrats. We have yeah. to not do this to our country. What are you people yeah. doing? This is you know yeah. it's time to stop. That would he's, have been he's the no ideal time office. for that. He's no longer yeah. in office. He's been voted out. All this is is a. It's a rubber stamping yeah. exercise. It's just a traditional and, and yet they absolutely kind of thing. Would have lost some support yeah. for that. Yeah, but there's a lot yeah. of Republicans who've walked away from the party because of Trump, who yeah. who would have thought, okay, it's safe now to yeah. to support Lindsey Graham or whoever again. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, that it would have been an ideal time to do that, but that it was the watershed. It was like Sandy Hook for yeah. for gun control. Once you yeah. once you can move past elementary school kids being slaughtered and say yeah, now isn't the time to talk about gun control, you're never going yeah. to have that conversation. You're never going to do it. Yeah. No. And and if you can get past January sixth and still say, yeah, we support Trump and his followers. Yeah. To yeah. the extent we'll pay him, yeah. you know, four hundred thousand pounds to to host stuff with him. What would have get, to happen? And seek out his. His endorsement. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think even if um, one of the legal cases against him goes how we would like it to go and yeah. and he ends up in yeah. serious legal trouble, I, yeah. I don't know if that's even going to be enough for some yeah. people. Although um, Mitch McConnell has been making noises about the January 6th committee this week that while he was very much against it and, and encouraging people not to join the the select committee and things like that he mm. he is now saying um since actually the um mark meadows text messages and the emails and things came out he's been saying well it'll it's interesting to see who was involved and who was um you know in on the planning of things on january 6th wow. and and the public should hear about what the committee finds and things like that he's been wow. he's been making quite kind of supportive noises about yeah. that stuff yeah um you know christ knows if if it means he would actually do anything if if yeah yeah um or republicans or were this... sanctioned or they wanted to vote yeah, for which... sanctions yeah but, exactly yeah 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 it's wow i mean it's a bit it's a kind of it's a similar thing happening in the in the uk with you know at what point is the watershed so when Boris lost the by-election when his cabinet secretary resigned, you know, when the photos came out about the parties that we talked about in the last episode, that's, you know, the people are going, well, that's it. We're going to give you one more chance. You need to change your ways. And he won't. He yeah. hasn't for decades. So he's not going to. And at what point do they move past that? And, and it becomes... Well, the same thing happened with Thatcher and with Major, where they just kind of, or it certainly happened with Theresa May, where there were just machinations in the background when it got too much. But they're not, it's not a kind of public revulsion on the part of the party to say it's got too much now. We need to go back to where we were. They've kind of, they've, they've, but they've crossed the Rubicon. They've done. They've gone that far. You know, if you can get past January six and still say, actually, Trump is fine, 
then you think, well, that's it. There, there is no going back. So you've just got to, they will just become worse and worse. And the same thing happened with the Tories when they prorogued Parliament, when they shut down Parliament in order to prevent scrutiny of their methods. That was the moment when many people in the party went, well, that's 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 enough. Um, but it had no effect. And the only thing that did have an effect recently was when they wanted to put in place some public health measures against the onset of Omicron to protect people from dying, yeah. basically. And they got, and that was the moment when they went, oh, no, that's, that's, too, that's gone too far. And you think, well, <laughs> what kind of... That's where of they draw the line. ...have we now got? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. And that's... And just the, you could, you know, this, that's what's behind this investigative journalism on part of the Washington Post is actually we're seeing that the the hub around which the Republican Party spins is Trump. Yeah, and and they you know, until he dies, they're kind of stuck with that that's the horse they've put their saddle on that that's it they kind of gone right this is this is where we're at it worked last time so anyone he endorses is going to have some kind of weight in the argument we this is how we completely com continue to capture the hearts of the voting public yeah, yeah. do we do we want to talk about melania's nft or should we Let's talk about <laughs> Melania's NFT. So yeah, Melania's also God, getting yes. in on grifting. I don't yeah. know your feelings about NFTs. I know my feelings about NFTs. But yeah. but Melania is, is releasing an NFT and starting to quite, do multiple. I quite like uh, Keanu Reeves' reaction to NFTs. He just he was talk, somebody was talking to him about them. You know, as the leading authority on all things nice <laughs> in Hollywood, somebody said what do you think about NFTs? He just laughed. He said, well, why would you buy one that somebody could just copy anyway? That's the thing. You might own it, but somebody, well, what's the point? Yeah. No, somebody That's can copy That's the thing that. with digital copies. They're identical yeah. to the original. Yeah. So, exactly. so yeah. even if you have a piece of paper that says you have the original, I own the it's, original. Nothing, it's yeah. just the same thing as someone else can get for free. And you've spent exactly. hundreds of thousands of dollars usually for it because you're yeah. a fucking idiot. Oh, oh, um, <laughs> Hard-owned so, crypto. So yeah. apologies to any listeners yeah. who are very into NFTs. <laughs> who are owning NFTs, yeah. Which actually, because, because Jim and I being filmmakers, <laughs> NFT stands for National <laughs> yeah. Film Theatre, uh -huh. which is yeah, on the South Bank in London. Uh, yeah. yeah, but if any, for anyone who yeah. doesn't know, it, it also stands for non-fungible token um which it sounds pretty much from me <laughs> yeah to so me. which basically yeah. means it's a thing that isn't worth anything that's pretty much exactly what it means it's something you can't use just yep. to, to as money you can't use it it has no value to anyone else you you right yeah because fungibility the, the fungibility of money is the fact that you have money and it can be used that you can be done you can be used to do multiple do different things. things you can buy something with it and, yeah. and the thing you buy with it is worth something nfts are usually art um and, and they yeah. are incredibly expensive and they it's usually almost always digital art uh, which means that yeah that exists as a file and it's very infrequently 
a file that only one person has access to because there are multiple yeah. copies of a digital file that other people sometimes can just download from uh, online and then they have exactly yeah, the same thing so, you have as soon as you as soon as you yeah. show it to somebody because yeah. that's the point of having an artwork is that you can show yeah. it to somebody it's not just an investment thing yeah and as soon as you do and it, the medium on which it's displayed is yeah and people copyable. who who kind of yeah. are think that nfts are sensible make the argument of things like <laughs> um you know well if you take a photo of the mona lisa you've basically got uh, the same you know uh, an image of the Mona Lisa. That's that's not the same thing. The only one person has the original. Yeah. But yeah, the original is a isn't the same as a photo of it for one is thing it? of the Mona Lisa. Also, it no. was worked on by Leonardo da Vinci, whereas your copy wasn't. Yeah, the there isn't that yeah. thing with digital stuff. When Mark or I make a video, we we email the video to some to a client and say here you are. They've got exactly the same thing as we've got when we email it. But we also have a copy because yeah. we emailed it to them. Yeah. So it's it um, it duplicates. Yeah. It's not. It, it, they don't have an original thing. There's no difference. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's stupid. It's used for money laundering and and grift and and separating people <laughs> from their yeah. money. And not only is Melania Trump <laughs> doing this. She's she is now getting into releasing NFTs yeah. at regular intervals. Apparently. Oh my god. She yeah. doesn't get what NFTs are at all. Because the press release says Mrs. Trump will release NFTs in regular intervals with a one-of-a-kind auction of historical importance. Um, I think that's premature, possibly. Um, yeah. Scheduled in January 2022, including three elements, digital artwork, physical artwork, and a physical one-of-a-kind accessory. That's not a fucking NFT, then. That's not an NFT, no. The, the digital that's, artwork no. is, is an NFT, but the physical yep. artwork and a physical one-of-a-kind of accessory are very much F. They are. Yeah. You can they then sell them F to someone F else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like releasing your album. I think it was uh, Radiohead did that one year when they released their album digitally, and then they said, "Okay, and then we'll release it on vinyl <laughs> yeah. at the end of the year." But you go, "Well, it's it's exclusively on digital." Well, it isn't. Yeah. 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 So that well, you've you've kind of the exclusivity of digital. It has passed you by there, <laughs> so it was for a while, yeah. Except it wasn't because everybody could get it, so it wasn't <laughs> exclusive. Didn't exclude anybody, so therefore it wasn't exclusive. Yeah, yeah. So these these so she's making fungible, she's making fungible tokens. tokens to sell to yeah. people. Yeah, not fungible <laughs> tokens. That's what NFT stands yeah. for for her. Yeah. And <laughs> right, and also the just the digital things as well. Um, and right. Um, a does it say a portion somewhere? A portion of the proceeds from the Melania Trump NFT collection ah, will assist children yeah. aging out of the foster care system by way of economic empowerment and with expanded access to resources needed to excel in the fields of computer science and technology. So it's all for charity right. because oh, right. because some of the the money that people are paying Melania Trump for for useless worthless shit. Some of that money, an yeah. unspecified yeah. portion, will yeah. will go to um, children in the foster care system. Working on programming and software yeah. development to point out to her that, that, <laughs> that this not, isn't... The NFTs are pointless. It doesn't bloody work. Yeah. So, 
So, so you kind of go. It's all for charity, but is is a much more attractive yeah. proposition that it's some so, for some charity. of it's for charity. Yeah, because yeah. because exactly. you know you can't expect uh, someone like Melania Trump, who is who is no. you know paycheck to paycheck, to 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 yeah. to to so give all of the proceeds of anything she does no. to charity. That would be insane. No. She has to cover her costs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because and and is the NFT. Is it a picture of her with? Do you think I care? Or <laughs> the first what, one or, she's releasing like is just yeah. a, a kind of a watercolor of her eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a digital ver- artwork piece right. of presumably. And here's the weird just thing: a big zoomed in picture. If yeah. it is a watercolor, <laughs> then the artist right. Marc Antoine Coulon has done a Must has done thing. a physical thing. He's yeah. done a watercolour. Is he, is he then going to destroy that? Or, well, that's the thing, because there is an original piece of yeah. art there. Mm. Either it is indeed what they call it, which is watercolour, in which case he's taken yeah. a picture or scanned the original yeah. piece of art that he's worked on, and, they've, yeah. and they're selling that, one, one copy of it. The others are... In yeah. fact, one of them was, was embedded in a news article that is about this, so I could have already right. downloaded it by now if I wanted it. <laughs> But yeah. but but one person will get to say they own that, uh, whereas yeah. everyone else will just okay. say, "Yeah, I downloaded it; it's free." Um, yeah, okay, uh, but also yeah. Mark Antoine yeah, either that, yeah. has the original thing he worked on, or yeah. maybe will destroy it. In which case, that doesn't does that increase the value of a of a of a photo of the of thing a, of he worked the, on? I don't um, know. Or or it yeah. isn't a watercolor, and he did it digitally. In which case they shouldn't call it watercolor, because it's a digital yeah. piece of art. Painting, um, yeah, using the the watercolor yeah. thing in Photoshop, yeah. But how much? How much is the dig? Is the, the digital, digital copy of yeah. the possibly yeah. original actual physical art? Yeah, of, of the, the photo <laughs> of yeah of um, is eyes. is one yeah. soul. Uh, which is cryptocurrency, okay. uh, and it's currently worth yeah. about one hundred and fifty dollars. Which is also weird, okay. given that people who mm. believe that NFTs are, are a thing yeah. will spend hundreds oh, of no. thousands of dollars no. on on utter bullshit. Yeah, so she's got to be churning them out if she's going to make massively. Yeah, make how is this going to help s- the kids? Some dollars to go to some of it to go to charity. They're only get the kids are only getting a portion. Of the proceeds of that, presumably yeah. Mark Antoine, the yeah. the artist, has to get paid at yeah. some point. Uh, there you go, or at least you know, ask, put in a claim for his watercolors. Yeah. One hundred and fifty dollars seems like there's not going to be much left for the kids. No, no, not going to go far. So it feels it? like she doesn't you know. know what she's doing. But the NFT platform is supported by Parler. Yeah, so there's so there's also good. that. <laughs> yeah. In case you needed another reason to think this was a really bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about this Christmas. Back in our very first Christmas episode, we talked about the war on Christmas, which we discovered is very much a war that's being fought by one side who are desperately roaming the snowy battlefields looking for an enemy to come and attack them. Trump is pretty sure he single-handedly won that war, recently repeating the claim that nobody was saying Merry Christmas until he brought it back. 
He's clearly been watching Fox's coverage of their Christmas tree fire because he said... Whether you're Muslim, whether you're Christian, whether you're Jewish, everyone loves Christmas. This was part of an interview with Mike Huckabee on Newsmax, which looked like it was made specifically for an online course on propaganda. The music swelled and we were assaulted by images of white Christian families around Christmas trees and who knows, maybe some white Jewish and white Muslim families too, it's hard to tell, as they desperately tried to sell Trump as the saviour of Christmas. But it seems his followers are less sure that the victory was convincing. A recent poll from Fairleigh Dickinson's university in New Jersey found that 37% of Americans still believe there's a war on Christmas, which is up from 29% in 2013. And the single biggest predictor of how people voted in this poll is whether they voted for Trump in 2020. 71% of Trump voters are convinced we're coming for their sugar plums, compared to only 14% of Biden voters. The Florida Department of Health are now officially hamstrung, not because they're underfunded, lacking in supplies of medicine, nor a desire to keep Floridians healthy. Nah, they've got 62,000 dead is just not enough for me, Governor Ron DeSantis breathing possibly unwanted viruses down their necks. Pro-vaccine TV ads were pulled recently with the remaining money spent on anti-smoking ads. Where's Marlboro Man shouting on the airwaves against that? Oh yeah, you can't hear him because of his voice boxectomy over the hum of his lung-supporting ventilator. New ads have been made that have footage of vaccines going in arms via syringes, but the word itself is not uttered. Hmm. You think it might just be freedom of speech slash public health responsibility versus strong-arming the medical sector because it's quite popular with people who don't want to get vaccinated and have deserted Trump since he got his booster shot? Yeah, vaccine number three. Yeah, you think? And of course, DeSantis maybe just has his eye on the White House, if not re-election next year. Not so much on the shoulders of giants, Ron, as on the bodies of thousands, eh? Wake up, people. 2022 is very close, and he is literally Florida man for Pfizer's sake. We know by now that vaccine mandates work, but when the US Air Force dismissed 27 active duty airmen for refusing to get vaccinated against coronavirus, it's hard to argue when people like small-faced right-wing bobblehead Charlie Kirk say things like, America is being actively weakened by the regime. I mean, it's hard until you think about it for like two seconds and realise that 27 airmen represent 0.008% of the active duty US Air Force and that the country is actually strengthened by losing military personnel who not only defied a direct order by their superiors but are apparently unwilling to make the sacrifice of taking a safe, effective vaccine to protect others. If you factor in the little detail that 148 Air Force personnel have died of COVID so far, I think that we can all figure out which side is actively weakening America. The number goes up for the Marine Corps, with 103 Marines being discharged, representing a scarily huge 0.05% of the entire Corps. It's odd, because I've seen a few good men, and I remember Lance Corporal Harold Dawson telling Tom Cruise that Marines live by a code of unit, corps, god, country. He didn't mention self in there at all. (laughs) I'm sure even we toyed with this somewhat stupefying conclusion when we were reading about Muller's realisation that it's probably true... And now boy genius Eric Trump has confirmed it. In a recent interview with Jay Cutler for Cutler's podcast Uncut, Eric laughed that they were indeed too dumb to collude. After admitting that none of the Trumps had any knowledge of how to do politicky stuff when Donald joined the race in 2014, he added, we weren't smart enough to collude with Russia. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. 
we didn't know what a delegate was. As many commentators responded online, you might have been dumb, but you were stupid enough to try. And actually, he really is dumb enough to try it on. Just plain ignorant of ignorance being no defence in the eyes of the law. Just because you were stupid doesn't mean you didn't do it, you idiot. When the stupidest people fall back on the public's perception of their stupidity as a defence, that's either very smart or we're actually watching reruns of Goofy. (laughs) Over here in the UK, it's pretty well known that the Daily Mail is not to be trusted. It is almost but not quite entirely unlike actual journalism. (laughs) So when misshapen pillow huckster Mike Lindell sued them for defamation earlier this year, I really wasn't sure who to root for. I mean, sure, whatever they said about him was probably not true, but what could they possibly have alleged that would potentially ruin Mike Lindell's reputation? Well... Apparently, the thing which pushed him over the edge, the thing which he found so offensive, was that a group of middle-class Middle Englanders might believe that he secretly dated attractive Broadway and 30 rock star Jane Krakowski. Lindell's lawsuit Mm -hmm. claimed that it caused tremendous harm to his personal and professional reputation and prospective economic opportunities, as well as causing him significant humiliation and emotional distress. Christ, if that's what it did to him, imagine how Jane must have felt to have one single person believe she might have even considered being romantically involved with off-brand Dick Butkus. The judge in the case ruled that whether it was true or not, no defamation had taken place, saying, dating an actress, secret or not, would not cause public hatred, shame, ridicule or any similar feelings towards Lindell. Weirdly, he did not add, besides, everyone already hates you and thinks you're ridiculous and shameful, so what's the big deal? (laughs) I once read one of those enormous sci-fi tomes like Dune or Foundation and all I can remember about it is there was this timeline chart in the foreword to give the context of when the story was set and it included great swathes of time not far hence where science fell and faith in magic arose once again in its place in the new dark ages. Senator Ron Johnson, yes, Wisconsin, yes, Republican, yes, anti-vaxxer, Yes, the perfect populist mashup name, courtesy of DeSantis and Boris even, seems to be the high priest of the new epoch of anti-science. Not happy with having been chairman of the Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee in December 2020 and gathering vaccine sceptics, critics of masking and social distancing and several ivermectin peddlers around his cauldron, he's now adding mouthwash to the mix alleging, between incantations of boil, boil, tall and trouble, that standard gargle mouthwash has been proven to kill the coronavirus. If you get it, you may reduce viral replication. Why not try all these things? Despite an entire page of Listerine's website attesting to the fact that it is not in any way effective against COVID. Johnson continues to spew an evil breath lie going so far as to dismiss Fauci as overhyping COVID like he did AIDS. Hmm. With over 700,000 people having died of AIDS in the US alone and 37.7 million people worldwide and COVID currently killing 800,000 people in the US with more than 5.3 million around the globe and it's not done yet, it's possibly time for a witch finder general to return and rout this weird sister from his eye of newt on the midterms coven. Expelliarmus! 
The Republican death cult has tried everything it can think of to throw their supporters directly into the path of a deadly pandemic to own the libs, but now they're getting desperate, and they've only got one last trick up their sleeves. It's time to try socialism. Four GOP-led states, Florida, Iowa, Kansas and Tennessee, have changed their rules on unemployment insurance so that workers who either quit their jobs or are fired due to vaccine mandates will be eligible for payouts. While some Republicans argued against continued or expanded unemployment benefits during the worst parts of the pandemic when many people were losing jobs they desperately needed, claiming it would increase inflation and unemployment and destroy the economy, it's OK in this instance because these people have actively decided that their right to risk the health of their co-workers and customers is more important than their job. So they should obviously be rewarded for that. Well, despite Boris's earlier protestations to the contrary, he has been directly responsible for a series of even more unfortunate events since we last spoke. The Tories lost the by-election in Shropshire North for the first time since the constituency was invented in 1974, with the Lib Dems gaining a 27,000 majority. Cabinet Secretary and investigator of possibly despicable things, Simon Case, resigned for having done despicable things. And Lord David Frost, the Brexit minister, nicknamed Frosty the No-Man, resigned because of the new Covid restrictions. Yeah, right. We all know it's because he wanted to spend more time alone shouting about how terrible the withdrawal agreement that he himself wrote is. Yet more blatant Tory rule flouting surfaced when 15 or so people were pictured gathering around tables of cheese and wine in the garden of number 10 during lockdown, which was clearly a business meeting as defined by Dominic Raab because they were wearing suits, like you would if you had a drinks gathering immediately after work and didn't happen to keep 15 or so changes of clothing at the boss's house. One does wonder, though, who is leaking this stuff to a gleeful press. And why now? Could it be the far right within the party? Sorry, business meeting. Because Boris isn't being far right enough. And whilst Omicron rages sufficiently for the rest of Europe to lock down and not allow any Brits in, Boris is unable to cancel Christmas this year. Because, let's face it, no one would listen anyway. And because he fears for his existence, since, like all of his predecessors after Thatcher, he's being held hostage by the far right within the party. Sorry, business meeting. We are assured, however, that the Conservative Party, sorry, business meeting, will not be holding a Christmas party. Sorry, business meeting this year. Nor will they be playing all tomorrow's business meetings by the Velvet Underground at it. My favourite meme recently has been a picture of Prince with the caption, tonight we're going to have a business meeting like it's 1999. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have a business meeting like it's 1999. That's excellent. Yeah. (laughs) So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this year. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we've used a fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump, just like our newest patrons, David Paish and Michael Stevens, our straw man level patrons, Kaz Tui, Steve Bickle, Schmutz, Mark Reiki and Amber R. Buchanan, and our true Scotsman level patrons, Andrew Houck, Max Beaver, and our top patron, Lauren. 
Thanks very much for your support over the past year and beyond. It's been fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, everyone, and a very, very Merry Christmas uh, to, to all of the Christians, Jews, Muslims, and anyone else who loves Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And even if you don't, have a nice holiday. <laughs> you can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious trump. All music is by the outbursts and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last Christmas word to the Donald. That's right. Go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.